listening to the Go and Tell Gals podcast, and I'm your host, Jess Conklin. In most of our episodes, we'll have a guest, a woman who is running on mission right where she's at. We pray this podcast leaves you encouraged and spurred on to go and tell the good news. Hey friends, you know those women who are so interesting or so creative or so talented that you can't help but be compelled to just pay attention to them, to watch what God is doing in and through them? That's how I feel about our guest today, Ariella Astoria. I have been a longtime fan of hers. I've been so grateful to follow her as she follows God, as she uses her words, as she uses her gifts, as she uses her art. So I know you're going to be inspired and encouraged by this episode. Listen in and enjoy this conversation with my friend, Arielle. Friends, we have an incredible gift today in that we have Ariel Astoria with us today. So thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Yeah, of course. I'm very excited. I also feel like I've been patiently waiting for my turn to be graced with being able to talk to you. Oh my gosh, you are crazy. We should have had you on here months and months and months ago. I am a big Ariel fan, like just big, big, big fan. I'm so grateful for the way the Lord's gifted you. I'm so grateful for how you're using what you've got right now. I know a lot about what you do, but will you tell everybody else about what you do, about some of the stuff you do? Absolutely. So I kind of narrowed it down that I am a poet, a speaker, and then a creative. And the creative is a really long drop down box mm. of different things from like social media to modeling to sometimes acting and to basically whatever creative things people will pay me for is what that drop down is. Yeah. So I originally started doing spoken word all throughout college and then graduated in 2015 and have really been shaped into doing it as a profession. I kind of say that I am living my God-given life and not the life I would have actively chosen for me because it is kind of whimsy and unplanned. And it really is just so much about it. Even like with where I'm at right now, I'm just like so much of leaning into what we cannot see, what we cannot plan and allowing God to like work in that Kairos whimsy kind of way of living. And so, yeah, most of what I do is spoken word. I get on stages and I get to curate poems specifically for events or for couples or for conferences and get to have these moments like three to five minutes of being able to bring this really beautiful way of articulating what they're going to experience or what they have experienced through poetry. Mm -hmm. And I also do like open mics and things like that. And then through Instagram, which is like not really an entirely a place I can advertise that I do spoken word all the time. And so that has kind of come down to, oh, she's a words person, but she also models. And so it's this sweet <laughs> paradigm where it's like, oh, so I fit into a lot of different boxes and I get to experience a lot of different creative outlets and interact with so many different people and their stories. And God is just like continuously to weave all of those together, whether I'm intentional with how he's weaving it or not. But that's what life looks like. Like I say that I've perfected being a human tornado, which feels accurate most of the time. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so here's an immediate question, yeah. and that is, if it isn't how, if this isn't how you saw it going or what you would have planned, where did you see yourself right now in life, maybe 10 years ago? 
Yeah, well, when I first went to college, I went to school for psychology and theater. So my initial reaction was, I'm going to do art therapy for gifted children. And so any child on the spectrum, any child with any type of special needs, I felt super connected to that conversation. And the more I interacted and did leadership in college, the more I fell in love with college students. Mm. I think being in that world and also studying psychology, I was like, I think there's like a huge gap from like 20 to 30 that we don't really talk about. Like it's not in our DSM. It's not in like, which is like the huge psychology book of all different and at the like time in between and um, older and beginning and end and different ages and life stages that we go through. But I felt like 20 to 30 was just kind of skipped. So I was like, okay, that's it. Like, I think so much about passion and pursuing things come from God allowing you to see where there's a need and to fill it. And so I'm like, this is a need. Like, I feel like I'm supposed to talk and speak to college students. And so I changed my major from child life to just general counseling. And then I was like, oh, what am I studying theater for? Like, that's not a real thing. I should get rid of that. And so eventually I dropped it and I just studied psych all the way through. And I had every intention of graduating and working at a university. I was like, it's going to pay me every two weeks. I will get to go to school for practically free. I will be able to live on campus for practically free. So I really wanted to be a resident director and stay in student life. And every time I applied for something, every time I would get to the point where I was like having an application or needed a reference, all my mentors and people were like, you're not supposed to stay here. Like you're made for much bigger things than this. And, but no one would tell me what the bigger things were. So I just thought they were all crazy. So every time I applied for something, I would just get this very, very adamant halting. And I was like, okay, well, if this is not the plan. The one in the world is the plan. And the plan was just to relinquish control mm. um, and let God move in ways that I was so terrified of. Like I've always loved being on stage. I've always loved acting. I've always loved storytelling, but those were things that I kind of told myself weren't practical or those are not things that you do as a job or those are not career things. And knowing every step of the way that I was being more and more shaped for exactly that. I still love college students. I still have such a heart for that demographic. But right now in this season of life, that's not what God has called me to. Wow. Wow. I love it. Okay. So what's difficult about this season? What's difficult about doing all all the creative things, but also teaching, speaking, writing, using your words? Oh, man. What's difficult about it? I just was like in counseling the other day telling her that I, I it's slow. It's still like I've been going since December of last year. And I'm just now at this like halting space, really, where I'm like, oh, I don't know where my next gig is going to come from. I don't know where or if I am going to be booked, you know, in the next year, like there's always this very blank open slate Mm -hmm. and that really just like pushes you to trust in like the scariest of ways. Um, Mm -hmm. This is always the season where I like frantically apply for jobs, Mm -hmm. um, any type of job, just to like have something consistent and stable. I'm a left and a right brain creative. And so not having some type of structure really stresses me out. And, And currently I have the structure, but it's still like structure that's going to be taxed later on because I'm still contracted. So everything right. I do right now is freelance and contracted. And so really having this like 
anxiousness towards towards the openness of how God works. Really having this like anxiousness towards like what's next. Like I I can't see anything. So I hope that you can because like yeah. otherwise is this my part to like go get a quote unquote real job? You know, like, is that what this means? And so I go through that, like every season at first for the first two years, it was like, I'm going home. I can't do this. I'm moving back home, which is like the Bay area. And I was like, all my friends are like, no, you're not moving back home. Chill out. You'll be fine. And now it's just a matter of like, okay, I'm here. I'm settled here, but I need a real person job, quote unquote. So I have these seasons where I apply to 20, 30, 40 different jobs and usually none of them come back. And I always know that it's not because I'm not qualified. It's not because I don't have a degree. It's because I do. It's not because I don't do well in those spaces, but that is not a door that God is opening. And so I kind of like to test the waters with him a little bit just to see, like, if I apply for this, are you going to open that door? Does that mean it's time to move on into different things? And usually the only jobs that come back are a teaching artist for poetry mm-hmm. or for theater. And so those are usually my points where I'm like, I kind of hear him so sweetly and sassily say, can you sit down? Because we're not done yet. Yeah, that's so good. I recently heard the other day of a friend who's an author who writes books who a lot of people know. And she was telling me that, you know, she was genuinely considering applying at a few restaurants to get a waitress job. Mm -hmm. And it just it made me all the more aware that we don't really expect creatives or women using their gifts online for this to be just a really honest part of their lives. Like, but it it is, it's a really honest part of your life. You can have a lot on your plate. You can have a handful of projects. You can be genuinely serving women and you still have to really work through, you know, does this pay my bills? Yeah. (laughs) And you know, can I continue to support myself in this? Yeah. Is this the right time? And it just, it always quickens me to pray for the people who are encouraging me and inspiring me online to remember they've got their own stuff going on and, and they're living real lives and it it doesn't always, it, it obviously, we know it's not always as tidy as it looks, but just like, this is a fight. The creative life um, is often a fight, you know? And so I'm so glad you shared that. Yeah, thanks. I I think I try to even like there. It, it's different. Like the struggle shifts. You know, mm. um, I remember in like the earlier, like first two three years of me. I'm only about like five years in now, um, but like first two three years, it was like financially, I was just all over the place. Like I had six jobs. I was like barely pushing it, barely making it. And I would actively show days where I would run out of gas because I thought I could make it to a gig on $10 worth of gas. And I would break down and have to push my car and then go walk to a gas station to get gas. But on the way to doing that, call my mom because I have nothing in my account. Right. And now it looks so different. Like now I'm like, paying rent by myself trying to um and there are moments where I'm like I'm doing this there's gas in my car I'm paying rent and then it's like oh three weeks later my rent is taken out of my account but three weeks later my income looks very different than it did when I first paid and so it's like now I'm in this space where I'm like ah like am I adult enough for these decisions and I you know like now it's like okay this practical thing has now turned into like I, I encourage and I inspire but I'm like 
sometimes that doesn't always bring this aspect of quote unquote monetary income, sure. you know? And so it's like, there's so much transformation that happens. And if that transformation could turn into something that could go back into my bank account, that would be amazing. But a lot of times it's like the work goes into you, like shaping your whole life around this work, you know? Yeah. Um, it's very little to do about just the posting or just the encouraging or just the live streams so much of the work is like in the things we can't share, you know, yeah. or, or, or don't post or the ugly crying that only certain people see sure. when you're having a panic attack about like, what am I doing? You know, like none of this makes sense, but knowing that there's this inner and outer working that's so much bigger than us that God is doing. And we just have to trust that, you know, yeah. it's so, scary sometimes to just be like, I just have to trust this really big unknown working on behalf of me and mm. trust and trust that it, that he is working on behalf of me. I mean, leaning into that, that tension. Yeah. I love it. Okay. I want to clarify. I, th- I'm, I think I've heard you say this. I think I'm not guessing it or typing you, but you are an Enneagram four. Correct. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hard. Great. Uh-huh. I want to make sure. <laughs> so I'm not an Enneagram four, but I know that a marker of fours is that they don't like to be cliche mm-hmm. and they don't like to be put in a box. Yeah. And I would like to say that I don't know if that, if that's a known marker of Enneagram eights, but it is one that I share with Enneagram fours. <laughs> I do not like to be cliche. I do not like to be put in a box. Oh my when, gosh. When people make assumptions about me, I, I feel very uncomfortable. I'm like, oh, you should not have put my uh-huh. name in your mouth. You should. That's <laughs> not right. You don't know. So there is a topic I want to talk to you about. And I want to put that on the table that I really don't like being a cliche. Yeah. But we got to talk about it. And that is Kim Kardashian. Okay, let's do it. So I'm going to give the my two minute. I'm going to pray that it's maybe less than two minute spiel that has never graced my podcast before. But here it is. Yeah. I love the Kardashians. And I don't mean that I like to watch the show, though I do. I don't mean that I think they're cool and fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not a fair weather friend. Yeah. I have been following them and paying attention to them for a very long time. I don't, I don't just think they're interesting. I, I feel start to pray for them and have felt yeah. start to pray for them for years. Mm-hmm. I have had deep, long, in-depth conversations with people <laughs> around the country and around the world about Kanye yeah. West yeah. and about how I believe. And I started saying this years ago that he was going to be our generation's Saul Paul. Wow. Wow. Because I just felt like I heard in his words. I mean, if you don't know, I, I, I believe that many members of the Kardashian family love God. Yeah. I I think it's like, I, I don't think it's hard to find. I think that immediately Christians are usually like, well, then why do they do X, Y, and Z? Right. And to that, I only want to say like, well, then why do you listen to country music, Karen? Like, it's not always God glorifying either. There's a, we're just, it's just not our job, our job, you know, to say like, how can they be Christians and do X, Y, and Z? Because somebody would come into your life and say, how can you be a Christian and do X, Y, and Z? So I'm not even, I'm not even there for that. But yeah. I, I, I feel like I, I had seen fruit in their lives. Like there, there is fruit of them growing, of them loving God and loving his word and specifically loving Jesus. 
not like some nondescript god not all of them but i'm saying some of them for sure yeah and then listening to kanye's music over the last few years specifically his album life of pablo Uh which we should put the disclaimer out is not appropriate whatsoever it has incredibly bad language but i would also like to pause and say i think so does a lot of country music and the themes are really bad and i don't know why rap music gets such a worse (laughs) such a worse like you know vibe than than some of the other things that seem appropriate to listen to right right but listening to life of pablo i felt like this is a man on the verge of life change. Wow. This is yeah. a man who is about to experience redemption and restoration and yeah. healing and hope. And that is happening. Yeah. That's and great. it is impacting the world. Mm-hmm. And you might think like, Jess, I've never seen you talk about this. It's because mm-hmm. I don't want to be cliche. And because it's so important to me Yeah, that I, I can't even talk about it online. I'm like, I can't, I, they can't, they really matter so much to me and I've been praying for them for years. Wow. And I can't even talk about it, but (laughs) when you got called to do the Kim Kardashian campaign, I mean, I didn't know about it obviously until you publicized it, but the minute you posted about it, I hopped in your DMS and said, you you have no idea what this means to me. This is, this makes me so happy for you. Talk about it. I mean, So that was like a funny space, mostly because I don't know much about the Kardashians. <laughs> I I don't watch the TV show. I wasn't necessarily anti them, but I definitely had my skepticisms. I was just like, I think I already just the glorification of certain women sure. um, and their body types. Sure. You know, being the body positive kind of conversationer that I am. Just that was like, I also am a four. So I'm like, mm, sure. hype. and the Kardashians are a hype. Kanye is a hype. And I'm like, I'm good on the hypes. And so when I got the email for this, obviously because of my foreignness and just thinking, you know, the whole inherently flawed, why do opportunities give are given to me? I'm not mm. deserving of them conversation. I instantly go to this good thing must be a scam or this good thing must not be real in relation to like my relationship with my boyfriend. And so with this, I was like, Oh, this is a scam. Like emailed them back. I was like, this is a joke. I don't understand how my name would even remotely get in a conversation with anything related to the Kardashians first and foremost. But the more I emailed them, I sent it to like my agents and stuff. And they're like, no, this looks great. Like you can loop us in to vouch for you and everything. So I got an email on like Tuesday and they're like, we need an answer by Friday because we shoot next Tuesday. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. So I said, yes. And I showed up and it was like a room full of other influencers and models and things like that. And I didn't know it was a video or anything like that until I got into the room and I saw other women also recording a video and I was like, cool. I was not prepared for that. I just thought we were taking photos, but it's all right. All good. I'm like in the skims, which is just like the, the body suits. Um, they changed my skin last minute and then they video you. I am a size 12 shoe. Uh, my dad is an ex football player. So my body type 
is built similarly to his. Mm. I am tall and I have big feet. And so they have these like European shoes that they were like trying to get my very wide long feet to fit into. I can't. And so oh, that was like my initial reaction with the director, her trying to help me put these tiny shoes on my feet. So, and then while that's happening, they're like, oh, you're the poet, right? Now it's like, I'm sorry. Is this a conversation that's like been happening again? That conversation of like, I don't even know why my name was mentioned in this pool of humans to be a part of this. Um, but it was just like really cool moment where I think for me, it was like when I go into those rooms, I'm like, yeah, I act, but I'm not just an actor. Yeah. I model, but I'm just, I'm not just a model. Yeah. I'm a poet, but I'm not just a poet. And in that moment I got to be a mix of all three, which yeah. is like what my heart come alive. And so I did the video and it was incredible. And then they had to rebrand a lot because of like uh, the first name that came out was mm -hmm. like just not socially and racially conscious. Sure. And so they rebranded, but they let us know, Hey, you're still a part of this. We just have to work some things out. So then they relaunched and my video was one of the first to go live. They don't send to me anything until the day before all of the content goes live. And so I didn't see it until like, I don't know, seven or eight o'clock the night before. And um, then the next thing I know, like it had gone live. My boyfriend actually texted me first and he was like, video looks great. I'm super proud of you. And I was like, what video? I didn't send him the video. Oh my that God. means like it has to be out. And so it's like this sheer panic. And then Kim posts it on her Instagram page. And I'm like FaceTiming my best friend. She loves the Kardashians. And I just start ugly crying because I, I just was like overwhelmed. Um, with the amount of like, regardless of how I feel about who or who not, who aren't the Kardashians, they are women and people of impact, sheer impact. And the way that they have, even in these last recent years, decided to utilize that impact, like has been incredible to right. watch and now to be a part of, which is so wild. And so one of the other videos that came out was a woman that Kim actually went to bat for and right. got released from jail. She was in jail right. um, justly. And so Alice was like a part of the campaign. So then all the marketing like uh, articles and things that went out were like, oh, Kim Kardashian, Alice Walker, and author Ariella Storia, like is in like all these random people and like articles on the internet. And that's actually how I got verified on Instagram is because of those searches, which is crazy. And so people are like, oh my gosh, did Kim Kardashian change your life? And I was like, she didn't change it, but she shifted it yeah. quite a bit. And she shifted it with her ability to have impact in this world and doing it in a way, you know, that is so her. And utilizes things where she's like, I love shapewear because I would cut and make things on my own. And I just feel like as women, we need things that fit for us. And a lot of products for women are not made for women. Like if we think of like going way back, heels, um, different types of clothing, those were made by men. And so now we're in this beautiful wave where women are making products for women because we understand our bodies more than anyone else could and it was it was really cool and then it was also this place where I'm like God if you're putting me in any immediate type of conversation or circle with Kim Kardashian or the Kardashian name then I truly have no idea 
what you're doing in my life in the best possible way because that is not anything I did on my own. That was not anything that I I networked or tried to. I have no idea yeah. how remotely I would be able to be in a conversation like that except for God doing things that I have no control or really no full insight into what or how he's working. And so to say that that was a God thing is an understatement, yeah. like absolute understatement. And I have so much respect for her hustle. I have so much respect for the way she utilizes her impact um, outside of her body, which I think is the first and foremost thing that people think of, but she's, she's low key brilliant. And I think innocent, my boyfriend would say that Kanye West is also low key brilliant as well, but just in a way where society is not fully intact or prepared to navigate through that type of brilliance mm-hmm. or that type of genius. And I think to add that to where Kanye is at right now, just spiritually, I'm like, I told my dad, he who is a Baptist pastor, and he was like, you know, I just think it's a good album. Like, you can't come up with that kind of theology. Like, you can't come up with that kind of narrative unless it comes from someplace real. Like, okay. you can't make that kind of stuff up. He was like, they just need to leave that boy alone. And then the other end of our conversation, I was like, if we're not in a transformational Holy Spirit navigational switch in this space that we are in, in our society, then I don't know what else we are in except for like a time warp or some type of like out of body. I don't know. But I'm like, if this is not a shift in how the Holy Spirit is moving and how he is speaking to our generation, like I always feel very strongly about artists and about LA specifically and about the depression and the anxiety, which is nothing but an enemy hold Mm -hmm. on artists and on creatives. And I think right now we're in this year where it's like Avril Lavigne straight up came out with their worship song at the beginning of this year. And I was like, okay, Lord, I see you. I don't know what you're doing, but you're doing something and it's going to have to do with artists. When you think of every time in the Bible, when they went to war, when they went to battle, artists were at the forefront of the battle. They were at the forefront of those wars. And I think the same conversation applies to our society today. Like if we are not modern day prophets, Mm. then we're not utilizing our gifts the way we're supposed to be utilizing them. So that is so good. (laughs) <laughs> I'm really grateful for it. My, my stance on it, if anybody's listened to it and I would, I got, I posted, I mean, again, I'm not talked about any of this online cause it's too tender. It's too personal. I'll, I'll like open my mouth and I won't shut it. But I got a few DMS. I just, I just posted that I was listening to, to Kanye's new album and uh-huh. got a few messages from women that were like, what is it like? Um, you know, I've been, I've been nervous to listen to it. And I would just say like, again, I don't know what the nervous piece is. Like when we're girded by the grace and the righteousness of Jesus, like we're exposed to a lot of darkness and we should absolutely be, be cautious and careful about what we consume. But if yeah. someone's, you know, saying they're talking about Jesus, I think we're, I think we're, we have the wisdom and the discernment from the Holy Spirit to listen and, and figure out for ourselves. So I would tell people, first of all, just listen for yourself, you know, listen to an interview with Kanye or listen to the music or, yeah. you know, something, something along those lines, L- like, you know, listen to an interview Kim's done about the, about the justice right. work she's, right. she's doing like, you know, it's the meme that goes around on the internet, like no one doing more than you is ever going to critique you. And, yeah. and I'm kind of in the place that like, 
until I'm using my influence to, to get wrongfully accused people out of jail, I'm <laughs> definitely not going to be critiquing Kim Kardashian <laughs> in the way she does what she does. Yeah. I'm really grateful that she's using yeah. her influence, you know, in that way, regardless of how other people feel like she's using it, you know, or whatever else she's got going on. But mm-hmm. also my only other stance is I want to tell people what I'm for rather than what I'm against. So mm-hmm. I want to tell people like I'm for people meeting Jesus and experiencing him and saying they've met him and they're experiencing him. I'm for people using what they've got to serve and love others. Yeah, that's good. And also at the end of the day, we can be like Jesus or we can be like Jonah. Mm. And Jonah was sent to a people to tell them about redemption and forgiveness Mm -hmm. and healing. that could be theirs. And he didn't want them to repent. Like he didn't want to see them changed because of pride. Mm -hmm. And he was mad when they repented. And, and we have the opportunity to, to be mad when public figures give God glory and be doubtful and be dubious about what they're going to do wrong. And like, I understand even like, well, what if he, what if he renounces Jesus in six weeks? Well, what if you do like, nobody's Mm -hmm. looking at you nervously, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) we're trusting you that, that the spirit in you is going to keep you moving in the correct direction too. And so anyways, I'm just, I, I'm so grateful you took the opportunity. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there were scary things about it. I'm sure there was a million scary things. Oh yeah. It was so terrifying. I mean, just the sheer fact of like, okay, I I'm, I'm very intentional with the body positivity things. Yeah. Only because of how that relates back to, you know, what is the conversation of modesty looks like? You know, what is the conversation of, of, of making sure we're respecting these temples? Sure. I also was nervous in terms of like, oh my gosh, do you, you know, that conversation of tainting, quote, um, doing air quotes right now, tainting my name. Mm-hmm. And is that a tainting to have it with with people who stand for something very different than, I, than what I stand for? It was also like the first name that came out. I was like, Mm, as a as a black woman, sure. could I be a part of the campaign that is it is being somewhat insensitive just in the name alone to a different people group? There's so many sure. things that I had to wait out, but at the same time, I was like, "All right, Lord, like if this is the door that you're opening, then I'm gonna walk through it." And the people I got to talk with, just the exposure of it, like, I mean, the two people who reached out to me when it did launch were two people that I worked in a women's prison with. I did this conference or this, like, I call it Jesus High School Musical, and it's a musician, um, singer, songwriter, a dancer, and then myself. And we do these workshops with women in Rikers in New York City. And two of the women who are released and living their best lives are the women who reached out to me that day. And they were like, hey, I don't know if you remember me, but I saw you on this video and I was like, I mean, that was the best part of it. Or, or the other end of that of believers who were like, I found your page through skims. And like the moment I got on your page, just like Holy spirit goosebumps. Just yeah. all and I'm like, that is not, again, that is the God thing. That's not a me thing. And even what you were talking about, about like, well, what if, you know, Kanye renounces his faith in six weeks? I'm like, okay, so what if he does the map? I think the matter is, is the people he's impacting and changing, is their change long-lasting? Is the people who now encounter Jesus for the first time because of Kanye West, is if that seed planting is not in more impactful than the seed planter itself? Yeah. Like, then that, I mean, like, that is where the transformation comes. Like, but I think so much of my own dilemma with faith and with being an artist was just like, 
you know, don't be a Katy Perry, don't go to the dark places, you know, don't go to, but I'm like, what's the point of being light if we're not going to the dark places? Like, what's the point in carrying what we've been given to carry if we're only giving it to people who already carry it? Like, which, like, my, like my whole dilemma where I'm like, yeah, I want to speak in churches. Yeah, I want to speak at conferences who are in churches, but I also want to speak at the yoga retreat. I also want to speak at the conference that has nothing to do with faith because I I know what I carry. I know who I carry. And I'm going to go into those places, bringing me things that I know I've been able to carry. And the thing is, God is already there. So all we're doing is illuminating something that was already there in the first place, but nobody wanted to go there to illuminate it. So yes, that. mm-hmm. that's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> we're going to land there, but here's my last question. How yeah. can we be praying for you for whatever God has next? Yeah. You've, you've got a few thousand women listening right now. How can we be praying for you today? Yeah. Just the peace in, in trusting where he leads that I can't always see provision. And I don't just mean that like financially and monetarily, but just like provision. I've just been like praying that God would like allow a resource that I could tap into, um, that would allow me to continue to do the work that he's been given me to do um and to do it to to a larger extent and yeah just prayers for my soul and my body and amongst traveling um and trying to stay uh full so that i have somewhere to give out of yeah and feel free to also listen to my music on itunes yeah you. <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah. so good we're gonna tell people all where they can find you in the show notes and and where they can follow you but if you are not already following Ariella Astoria on Instagram that's one of my favorite spots to grab her and to watch and to hear about what's going on in her life and let's do just continue to pray for her for God to take her into new spaces to give her opportunities that she could not have asked of or imagined to yeah. bring provision and provide funding for her to continue to be obedient when he calls her and for her to boldly say yes when he gives her cool opportunities so thank you so much for just being generous with us today and giving us just a little snippet of where you're at and getting to see the cool ways that he's sending you on mission thank you 